Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, before we start the show, hang out with me for a second. We, of course, love our sponsors, and we hope you're going to support all of them because they help make the show happen. But in case you're not into listening to the commercials, I've got some great news for you. For just $15 per month on our Patreon page, you can get the ultimate edition of this podcast, and it's entirely commercial-free. Here's what that means. The Ultimate Edition combines the free version of the podcast with the shadow docket that we record after the end credits. Plus, we take out all the commercials just for you. That means you get the hour-long free show, plus the 20-minute shadow docket where all the real fun happens, and you get all of that without commercials in one convenient chunk for just $15 per month, and that's exclusively on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska! I think it's the best show on the air ever that has been. It's weird how good it is. It's so strange. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, August 31, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hello there, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 953 of the Biden-Harris administration, 4 to 30 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram at TheBobSeska. That's my handle at those places. Twitter is BobSeska underscore go. Spoutable is BobSeska. And our Patreon page is BobSeskaShow.com. And those people right over there, they're called the Goth Ninjas. It is Jody Hamilton. She is the executive producer of The Stephanie Miller Show. StephanieMiller.com, FreeSpeech.org, SexyLiberal.com, Patreon.com, slash Stephanie Miller Show. I think I got everything in there. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, thank you. David Ferguson, his music project is Astral Summer. AstralSummer.Bandcamp.com, also Patreon.com, slash Astral Summer. Sign up now, why don't you? Got a live show on Saturday. First oh, yeah, that's right. Live streaming game. show on your Patreon yeah. page. Saturday, yeah, what time? Yeah. 9 p.m. Eastern. Hey, all right. Sounds good. So you're going to be doing all the best Astral Summer songs, songs that we've premiered here and so on? Is that Pretty it? Pretty much all the Astral Summer songs. We're going to have to fill up an hour. <laughs> it's like we're doing them all. Yeah. Awesome. So. so good luck. Break a leg. That should be a lot of fun. What Again, Thanks. what time is it and day is it? Saturday at what time? Saturday, the 2nd of September at 9 p.m. Eastern at Hendershots in Athens, Georgia. 
or at the Patreon page. All which right. I, you know, I don't know how I'm going to live stream that yet. I have not figured this out. <laughs> so um, good luck. Stay tuned. Yeah. It's going to be harrowing. It always is. Whenever you deal with a video. That's why we don't do a video version of this show. It's just too much. There are too many things, too many uh, technical aspects to coordinate, right? Too many things. So yeah. many things. More things. Lots of video things. Okay. So... I thought maybe we'd start with the Mitch McConnell thing or the Brian Kemp thing, Georgia, Letitia James, all that's in the news. There's a, a clip of Tucker Carlson going around that we're going to talk about later in the show. He was on with Adam Carolla talking about these ridiculous far-right allegations of Barack Obama being gay. We're going to talk about that a little later on in the show because, to me, the biggest news story of the week comes to us from the Associated Press. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. This is a harrowing one. The headline is, conservative groups draw up a plan to dismantle the U.S. government and replace it with Trump's vision. That's, where's that noise, huh? Yeah. It's basically Steve Bannon's notion of deconstructing the administrative state. <laughs> Those of us who have followed Steve Bannon's mm -hmm. necrotic face for long enough know that he always talks about the deconstruction of the administrative state. That's what they kind of tried the first time around with Donald Trump. And now they're getting ready with a bigger plan to put all this together. Obviously, one of the sources here is the Heritage Foundation. And so uh, here it is, led by the long-established Heritage Foundation think tank and fueled by former Trump administration officials, <laughs> probably Steve Bannon, uh, the far-reaching effort is essentially a government in waiting for the former president's return or any candidate who aligns with their ideals and can defeat President Joe Biden in 2024. With a nearly 1,000-page Project 2025, this is something that's been floating around. We've been hearing bits and pieces about Project 2025 for some time now, but they've got this 1,000-page handbook and a quote-unquote army of Americans the idea is to have the civic infrastructure in place on day one to, and this, I'm reading directly from the Associated Press. This isn't a blog. This isn't an, an opinion piece. This isn't a substack. This is the A fucking P. Okay, so they're going to have the infrastructure in place on day one to commandeer, reshape, and do away with what Republicans deride as the, quote, deep state bureaucracy in part by firing as many as 50,000 federal workers. You might remember Vivek Ramaswamy talking about that during the debate. Or no, was it the debate or was it, I think it was an interview after the debate uh, the other week where he was uh, talking. You have his last name wrong. It's Vivek Ramaswamy. Ramaswamp thing. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about Ramaswamy. Thank you very much for reminding Swarmy. me. Smarmy. 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 What did I say? Smarmy. Smarmy? You said his correct last I name. I said his correct last name. Oh, my God. What's wrong with me? Stop that. No, you know what it is? I'm just I'm in shock from this news story that I'm reading here from the Associated yeah. Press. Uh, so they're going to try to fire as many as 50,000 federal workers. I think what Rama Smarmy was suggesting was mm -hmm. firing something like 20,000 FBI yeah. workers, not necessarily uh -huh. agents but people who work in the offices at the FBI and are not necessarily field agents. So that's part of his plan. You know, the Republican plan is to eliminate tens of thousands of jobs on day one. The project suggests the new administration should re-examine the tradition of providing workspace for the press corps 
and ensure the White House counsel is deeply committed to the president's agenda. So that's it. They're going to, I guess, eliminate the press this is room. like infra yeah. destructure week, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <The opposite laughs> right. Well, what they. Uh, you got to understand. I mean, the Heritage Foundation, yeah, it's respected. It's been there for a million years, but it's basically a bunch of white men who think like high school virgins. You yeah. know, and like, I mean, they're not a great intellectual force. I, I don't know if you guys remember back when everybody said Paul Ryan was this whiz. Oh, yeah. This policy oh, yeah. wonk. Yeah. The young guy. And he's carrying around this like big notebook full of economic proposals. And then somebody looked in that notebook, <laughs> remember, and none of the math worked. That's right. It was, ju- it was, and it was all stuff that had been put together by fucking interns at Heritage. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, they're, it's, but I mean, we we kind of already know this about Trump. I mean, we really like his just because they've quantified it and put numbers to it. It doesn't. It's not any different than what he was doing in his his single term as a shitty president, which was dismantling and throwing wrenches into the workings of the actual federal government. Well, sure, but I think a second time around is going to be, and this is one of the things they're covering here. I mean. The first time they kind of pulled their punches, and that's what this AP article well, talks about. Only through incompetence. Well, yeah, through, <laughs> yeah. In, through incompetence, but also I think there was an uncertainty. Like, what are we getting into here? What is this? But now that they've got that four years of experience to know where all the gaps are in the system, to know where all the traditional loopholes are, now they can go in and be ready for all of that and really make a kind of a head down, just plow forward kind of effort to implement these things. One of the other things yeah, they know- right. That'll be about as popular as <coughs> repealing abortion. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's absolutely exactly. true, yeah, yeah. It's well, like, y'all keep fucking that chicken gang. Uh, your fundraising is, in the, fundraising is in the toilet for the Republicans. I don't know if you saw that at the Daily Beast. Oh yeah, They're yeah. just not raising money right now because everybody fucking hates them and their mom is dressing funny. <laughs> Well, I I don't think they care whether people like it or not, because what they're going to do is they're going to get into office and they're not going to leave. It's not like, oh, well, geez, what are we going to do in 2028 when everyone hates us? They don't care. They're just not going to they're not going to run again. Donald Trump wants to be Vladimir Putin. And I think through partially this plan and whatever else he's got rattling around in that worm infested brain of his. That's what he's going to do to make sure that he never has to face another political challenger or if he does. It's going to be one of those things like those kind of third world elections where, oh, OK, we're going to we're going to have an election in quotes and Donald Trump will win by 98 percent to 2 percent or something like that. Yeah. And it's gonna his, be so- can- his opposite candidate will be like 28 cockroaches in a human suit. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So uh, much of the new president's agenda would be accomplished by reinstating what's called Schedule F. Appropriately enough, F. F this. F you. F you. F you. A Trump-era executive order that would reclassify tens of thousands of the two million uh, federal employees as essentially at-will workers who could more easily be fired. These are real Americans Uh with real jobs. And Republicans Mm -hmm. love to sort of classify them as being subhuman automatons on some level. That's the bureaucracy. That's the deep state. It dehumanizes the fact that these are regular voting Americans with families and mortgages and pensions they want to protect and so on. And Many of whom are like party neutral, basically, yeah. because they just are believe in good government. Yeah. Right, right. But, I, you know, it's 
I feel like their definition of the deep state is 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 pretty much like their definition of woke. It's like any part of the government that's bothering them at any particular time is the deep state and <laughs> yeah. must be dismantled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Well, what they want to do, David, is they want to commandeer the deep state and use it for their own nefarious means, right? It says here there's a top to bottom overhaul of the Department of Justice in this plan, particularly mm-hmm. curbing its independence and ending FBI efforts to combat the spread of misinformation. So basically, this is like they're setting up a ministry of propaganda, getting rid of the press corps inside the White House. They're going to get rid of this uh, this effort to combat misinformation or disinformation. That's going to be allowed to spread freely, of course, because they need that. It also says here it also calls for stepped up prosecution of anyone providing or distributing abortion pills by mail. Yep. That's specific, but there's one of the things that they want to implement. Uh, There are proposals to have the Pentagon abolish its recent diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, what the project calls the woke agenda, and reinstate service members discharged for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. So that's just an overview of what Project 2025 is all about. Anything that's made them mad for the last eight years. (laughs) Exactly. But the thing I keep thinking about is all of these, uh, let's call them contrarian Democrats or contrarian liberals, a lot of independents as well, who would normally vote for a Democrat, but who are probably going to vote for a third-party candidate given the opportunity. I, I can't help but to think of those people and how they're still... So goddamn stubborn about why they're voting and who they're voting for. Not realizing. Well, it's like yeah. being a black conservative. You're totally not, you know, special over here with the good guys. So you go and you sell out to the bad guys because it ge- it makes you stand out. Yeah. I don't know a single strident third party person who's not a thoroughly mediocre white person. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And it's the, it's the so they, they would rather put their abstract quote unquote principles over the lives of actual marginalized people because it is the only thing that makes them special. Right. And at the same time, they don't understand the fact that voting oftentimes, especially in deeply abnormal times like right now, is really about the societal good that comes out of it. It's a fucking act of self-defense for me. Yeah. You know, like anyone who's, I mean, and women too, especially like you're voting. I mean, they're like, don't vote with your uterus. But honey, like (laughs) what else are we going to do at this point? Like, I mean, the point is like they are coming for our communities. And so we vote to stop that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it's not just like, I mean, it's not an extension of your fucking brand identity. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to be in love with a candidate. And this is one of the things that's like Republicans get it in this regard. that They don't have to (laughs) want to marry the fucking candidate. Yeah. They just have to know that that person will implement their something akin to their values. Right, right. And a great example of that, David, is uh, something, uh, Jody, in fact, I was mentioning it to Stephanie uh, the other morning, which is that there was a recent poll about the age of the two candidates for the presidency in 2024, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And I think it was something like 28% of Republicans say that Donald Trump is too old to be president. 64% of Democrats say Joe Biden is too old to be president. That's because the fucking media kept keeps feeding it to it. Yeah, that's true. But the the difference is, is that Republicans are acting more or less in lockstep. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, minus that 28%, while Democrats are like, oh, my God, this is the only guy. I, uh -huh. Irrespective of how you feel about Joe Biden personally and in terms of his record, Joe Biden's the only guy standing between us and this rise of authoritarian, idiocratic yep. fascism that Donald Trump will represent when he gets into office and then never leaves. So... Okay, you've got an issue with Joe Biden's age. Well, show me how his age has somehow affected his ability to accumulate a stellar record so far. I mean, he has been able to achieve some things in the White House that Barack Obama, who's what, 30 years younger? than him right was never able to accomplish and i'm saying well, that as obama's a, gay i mean <laughs> yeah, right. and i'm saying that as a card-carrying obama bot for god's sake you know but joe biden has made these he's been able to do this because you know what joe biden knows the ins and outs of that building on the other end of pennsylvania avenue i'm talking about the capitol building more than just about any other living human being right now he's been a creature yeah. of that relationship between the white house and congress for as long as I've been walking around on this planet. Same with yep. uh, both of you. So it's one of those things where, well, yeah, of course, but where has his age affected his ability to do these things? I don't see any reason, any indication that his age has affected his ability to do the job. What I have seen is a competent president. I've seen a decent president. I've seen a president who gratefully is not haunting us in our living room 24-7 the way Donald Trump did for four years. Instead, Joe Biden is performing as a traditional president would with a significant series of accomplishments. And those accomplishments rise to a different level knowing the level of animosity, political division that we have in this country. The fact that Republicans by and large believe that everything that Joe Biden believes is the biggest threat there is to the United States. And yet somehow they were able to get together and pass an enormous infrastructure package, yep. <clears throat> getting Republican votes on other spending packages that will revitalize American infrastructure, that will make significant and historic strides toward mitigating the climate crisis within the next seven years, for God's sake. These are massive accomplishments, and I'm only touching the very periphery of them. We can get into the records as far as the numbers go, uh, the unemployment numbers, the fact that we're probably going to see some really good unemployment numbers coming in tomorrow or beginning of next week. Probably some decent inflation numbers on the way, too. These are all credited. I think if you're going to blame Joe Biden or you're going to blame the presidency for this or that or gas prices or whatever, when things start to turn around... You have no choice but to credit that same president. And what did I this say? This is what happens when you have a yeah. bunch of competent, qualified people. Exactly. Working yeah. together for a common goal instead of infighting and leaking to the media and trying to, uh, you know, it's. Yeah. I agree. I know. I mean, the bar is so fucking low for Republican politicians. They basically have to be able to, like, fart without visibly soiling themselves. And they're in off, you know. Right. And whatever. The, and, we'll have, and, you know, they'll do incredibly <laughs> stupid shit. And they'll be like, let's hear both sides of whether children should be locked in cages. Right. Like, it. <sighs> yeah, it's immensely, immensely frustrating. Uh, so, and I'm coming from this perspective of not being in Joe Biden's superfan. In fact, since I first started dabbling in the area of political commentary, which was in my 11th grade and 12th grade years in, in high school, 
I started working on the, uh, the high school newspaper. And up until a certain point in recent history, I kind of would just make fun of Joe Biden. Like, oh, right. that's, oh, Joe Biden's doing, oh, there goes Joe Biden again. Oh, another Joe Biden gaffe. That's hysterical. Ch even Chez and I used to play clips of Joe Biden. Re he referred to some guy named Dr. Paper, referred to him as Dr. Pepper. He almost did, at one point, almost did like a stereotypical South Asian voice when he was talking about calling a credit card call center. I mean, there are all kinds of crazy things that Joe Biden has done in the past that I've ridiculed him for. And I'll give you a, a little bit of detailed history on this. There was a news story that dropped. It was sort of late in 2019, leading up to when the primaries began for the 2020 election cycle. And I'll never forget it. Kimberly and I were sitting here on the couch. We were watching cable news and we had our phones and and she stumbled on this news story that dropped that day. And the headline was, Joe Biden's eye appears to fill with blood. Ew, David. And I, I was like, oh my, oh my God. We're putting this guy that. up. I can't believe we're putting this guy up against Donald Trump. This is the guy that we're choosing, because he was leading in all the polls at that point. This is the guy we're choosing to take on Donald Trump, the biggest existential crisis we faced in this country politically since the Civil War. And I was, I was panicking, like, oh, my God. And you know what happened? Joe Biden kicked his fucking ass. Yep. Won Georgia, won Arizona, won all of these states, and sent Donald Trump into a complete tizzy, which was the bonus. But the thing <laughs> is, not only did he feed Donald Trump, but he went on to accumulate this massive series of successes throughout the course of, I mean, we're only two and a half years in. Well, let's look at what the two men have spent their adult lives doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, as you said, like Biden has been a creature of Congress who mm -hmm. worked his way up from a, you know, congressman from Pennsylvania to becoming, I mean, Delaware, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, like, I mean, he knows the ins and outs of that building. He knows how to caucus. He knows how to build a coalition. He knows how to hire good people. And whereas, like, Trump has spent his life chasing headlines and underage women <laughs> and, yeah. like, cheating on his wives and just being a general scumbag, not paying people, running, like, making casinos that actually lose money. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. When we take an objective look at the two men's resumes – it's it's abundantly clear, like, who's going to be more effective yeah, at yeah. getting a policy agenda through because he has experience with the actual process. Mm -hmm. Whereas Trump is like, I mean, he's never worked collaboratively with anyone in his life. Yeah. It has just been like him dominating conversations and running his fucking mouth and breaking shit and ruining things and not paying people, and making messes all his life. And he just managed to fail upwards with a boost from Putin into the White House. Yep. Here's the other thing I keep thinking about is this notion of, well, you know what? The uh, United States needs more than just two parties. We need to change the two-party system. We need to have a three-party system or, or a multi-party system. And you know what? That's fine. If you can figure out a way to make sure that our elected leaders receive some sort of majority of the vote, that we're not electing leaders that only get 20% of the vote, then okay. But you know what? Maybe now's not the best time to go monkeying around with that system and making Donald Trump more likely to become president. I'm just saying that may be a point of consideration here. And if your movement, if your plan to destroy the two-party system and have a multi-party system in this country, if your right. plan doesn't involve 
making sure Donald Trump and fascism don't rise to power again, then your plan sucks. You need to yep. rethink your plan and be a little bit more strategic about it. You need to think of the ramifications of it because going in like goddamn juggernaut bitch and blasting your way through the China shop is not the best way to do that. It's not. It's nah. going to be self-defeating. Wait, juggernaut bitch? Oh, juggernaut is a Marvel character. Yeah. Oh, and there oh, was a okay. there used to be, you know what? I just referenced a meme from like 20 years ago. There was like a gif or something that was going around where some guy did an overdub. There was like an, a juggernaut cartoon and he kept dubbing in the audio where every time juggernaut would appear, he'd go, I'm juggernaut, bitch. And that was that was a thing for a while. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. I'm going for the difficult to explain and outdated references today. Thank you very much. So, uh, yes. So keep an eye on Project 2025 and realize that those are the stakes, because if if Donald Trump wins and Project 2025 is implemented, all the other stuff, all of the issues that we feel are important, whether it's the climate crisis or reproductive rights or voting rights, gun control, uh, rights for LGBTQ citizens, these are all things that would get completely steamrolled in the event of Project 2025. So bear that in mind and keep the idea of priorities uh mm -hmm. front of mind that should be the thing we got to prioritize these things and i think at the top of that list needs to be winning as many elections as possible and then from there everything kind of falls into place right we get all the other things as a consequence of winning as many elections as possible that's got to be the thing and quite honestly that's what republicans have been doing that's how republicans have been seeing this Sadly, and damaging to the United States is the fact that the way they're doing it is they're creating entertainment for the yokels, entertainment for the suckers yeah. that makes them believe that something is happening, which or a bunch of things are happening, which really aren't happening. You know, Republicans love coming up with solutions for non-existent problems. Mm -hmm. And that's the entire Republican platform. It's all about the grift. It's all about conservative entertainment or red hat entertainment. That's the guiding. See, I think they've like yeah. oversold themselves. I think yeah. they're at, they need to get out of their silo because this is not a message that is apparently, according to polls, resonating with the American people. Yeah, yeah. It is not sweeping independence up into the glory and of its big tentism. It's yeah. like driving people away. And making people point and laugh and go, y'all are crazy. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> we, and this whole 20, you know, agenda, what is it? Like Project 2025. It yes. sounds like, I mean, if you like think of all these guys as thinking like eighth graders, you know, like they just read The Fountainhead. Yeah. And they're just, <laughs> you know, like, and what they've done is they've gone through and they've made a policy statement for everything that makes them mad. Yep. Which is why it's a thousand fucking pages long, because every single day they wake up and go, Disney's making me mad. Let's legislate that, <laughs> you know, like. And so ugh, well, I mean, it's there. It's bad. God help us all if they do get elected. But it's it's the fucking like dry humping wank offs of like <laughs> stunted little children, men, child, men children yeah. who like are, will never. It's just like. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's an army of tuckers, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And by the way, uh, there is a story here indicating another bellwether for 2024. We're going to talk about that story coming up in the Shadow Docket portion of the show. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. If you want to listen to that, you got to sign for $5 a month at the Patreon page or listen to the Shadow Docket. Yeah, there's a, a news story coming out of uh, Iowa. I almost said Ohio. Coming out of Iowa. 
Where is it coming out of, Bob? Iowa. 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 Yes, yeah. the, the red state of Iowa. And there's good news there. So we're going to talk about that coming up with the Shadow Nugget. Meantime, what did you guys think of Mitch McConnell? That was pretty scary. It happened again it's, where he throws. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. It's just sad. Yeah. It is sad. Um, I, I watched it and I did record the audio and we didn't even play all of it because it took longer. But he he was asked a question about running in 2026 and he just stopped. He just stopped. And and he for a good 10 seconds, if not a little longer. And then his aide comes up and says, did you hear the question, Senator? And and he said yes. Leading him along. Well, he said yes, Mm -hmm. and then uh, he did not speak again. And then she said, "Let's have a minute." And then I guess he was fucking humping that crock in his head. No, he's no. Something's not right. Something (laughs) is not right. It's it's just it's 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 not right. And um, he and Dianne Feinstein both are not well physically. Yeah. Yeah. And if Mitch McConnell would do the right thing and allow her to be replaced on the Judiciary Committee, mm-hmm. then he and she can be replaced by the respective states, how those laws are, in the Senate and and move on so that they can both go home. My issue is, where the fuck is Elaine Chow in this? Do you not oh, love yeah. your husband? She's yeah. got the money. It's not like she needs his money. Girl, she's she's got fucking the money. in sacks. She's over there. I mean, <laughs> she's like. I just don't Mi- get it. Mitchell who? I know. Like, yeah. uh, I don't yeah. get it. I just don't get it. And I, 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 you know, as a human, I feel for him. As a, as a politician, I loathe him. But he, he, I just, it's, I'm looking at this man struggling. Yeah, and it, yeah. She it's can't hear it over the sound of her. Uh, she can't hear it over the sound of her hostile massage. Like, is <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, I, for, she doesn't need his money. He's he's got less money than she does. As wealthy as he is, she's the mm-hmm. one with the cash. Yeah, yeah. And, and for me, it's one of those things where I'm dealing with this uh, as far as my family goes, and seeing Mitch McConnell's confused, stunned-looking yeah. face was kind of triggering. And look, I would love to sit here and revel in the misfortune of Mitch McConnell, but Same. man, it no. hits too close to home. I right. just well, can't, I will can't do, do it, it for you both then, Thank because you. you know the fucker's evil. He fucking fucked up our Supreme Court. Oh, we we counterported justice this close to the end of an incumbent, and it's just like no, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, yeah. old man. Hold on a second, boys. Uh, uh, Allison Gill of Mueller, she wrote, just posted seven minutes ago. Trump has filed to sever his case from the other eighteen defendants. <laughs> they don't have enough time to prepare for an October 23rd trial date. Oh. Oh, so sad. Oh. Yeah. Now, that's kind of the point. She kind of wants some things to be severed, but and other people are going to deal. So so this this is good. This is something positive. It's different. It could be, I mean, you know, it depends on what the judge decides. He yeah. could say nope. Um cuz she's tri- tried from what I understand as much as 12 people at a time. Wow. But just think about how many people at a defense table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, even if they only have one lawyer each, you know. So that's, you know, you need a big room for that. But she has tried at least 12 at once. I believe it was the last RICO case with the teachers, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, so she can 
you know, seven of them could plead and, you know, be uh, turn on him. And I think some will. I think the lower level folks that we've really never heard of, they're going to start turning. Did the judge in this case, did the judge in this case decide that uh, the other defendants don't have to stand trial at the same time as Ken Cheesebro? He, um, it's going, yeah, well, no, basically what she said, I'm willing to go with everybody. So they're still all deciding. Okay. So the judge is still kind of on the fence about whether or not to have everyone tried starting in yeah. October or whatever it happens to be. That big. hasn't happened yet. Okay. That, that decision has yet to be made. And by the way, I believe he calls himself Chesbro as much as we like to call him Cheesebro. <laughs> we're going to go with, you. we're going to go with, we're, you know what, we're going to go with We're going to keep calling him Cheesebro. Because yeah. he's cheesy. But no, he <laughs> wanted an early trial to kind of yeah. goading her. And she's like, I'm ready. Yeah. He's the one singing Romeo Void. He's like, I might like you better if our cases were severed. I might like you better if our cases were severed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, that's interesting. And so what I think is that is maybe Trump's legal team or Trump himself, because he's a micromanager, going, hey, you know what? Let's head the judge off of the pass and not get yep. caught up in this cheese bro snafu with this. Right. Uh, speedy trial request. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's going to want to delay and delay and delay, like he always does. So this, so let's. I kinda, like how Vani is just like, yeah. okay, okay, <laughs> no, that's good. Come on out now, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll beat your ass right now. Uh, like, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, more coming from Georgia. We're going to talk about Brian Kemp and uh, Trump's uh, plea in the racketeering trial. There, of course. Plus, uh, we've got some interesting audio here from some Fox News hosts revealing how they think regarding uh, candidates running for president and becoming president while under investigation and or indictment. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more right after these messages. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch 
Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska! Brand new metal birds. Say, all we have to do to win your heart, Bob, is write a song that sounds like a montage from an 80s movie. <laughs> you know? This is like where like the nerdy girl has been totally humiliated and she's at home and she's like doing her hair up and yeah. on lipstick. Yeah, and she's gonna go fucking kick that popular girl's ass. Yeah. Or right, this is the song where a, a guy gets stoned and then screams really loud and it shatters all the windows. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's right. Emilio Estevez does that in The Breakfast Club, right? He does. Which is impossible. That's not a thing. Uh, anyway, yes, brand new single from The Metal Birds called Shy Girl. Link in the description to support The Metal Birds, one of our favorites here on the show, because they're metal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally ready to write that screenplay. It <laughs> <laughs> should do it. All the 80s tropes, right? I think that's a good idea. Okay. Oh, and by the way, find this episode uh, at bobseska.com, dated 831.23. Click that link, scroll on down, and you'll find links to support all the independent bands here on the show. Okay, so Brian Kemp is not going to support the Georgia Republican efforts to impeach Fonnie Willis. That's some good news, I guess. Republicans were thinking about using this obscure statute to remove her for obvious political reasons, indicating that the rule of law was in danger of extinction in this country. And you know what? The statute already exists. The statute is still there. It's still a thing. They could still implement it at some point in the future. And I'm sure other Republican legislatures are going, hey, what's that? Let's implement that. Let's have some more of that. Yeah, I think Brian, and that's how we spell his name here, B-R-I-N-E, Brian. Brian. Um, Brian. <laughs> do you hear how accurately Southern you suddenly sound that's when right. you say his name like that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp. Um, I think he is a fairly astute political animal, which he learned during the pandemic. Like, I remember when he stuck his foot, like, so far down his throat the first couple times he did shit during the pandemic. <laughs> And, like, I think he kind of, like, sort of learned that, like, you know, the media is a thing and you should Mm -hmm. maybe think before you speak. And people's perceptions can actually affect how you do. Yeah. So, you know, I think that maybe he feels like that's too – he just, like, has licked a finger and held it up in the wind and been like, you know what? If we try to take her out right now, we're going to look – like like the biggest assholes on the planet yeah. and totally illegitimate. Like he understands the public is going to see that for what it is. Well, here's what's terrifying about this and all's well that ends well, I guess, with Brian Kemp coming out against this move. But to have to rely on Brian Kemp and Mike yeah. Pence to make the yeah. right decision. I mean, that's a like a wafer thin membrane between us and disaster. No, Mike it is Pence. kind of like a screen door on a submarine. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> yes, thank you. That's a good one. 
Well, meantime, it's like, well, I hope the water stays out. <laughs> well, Trump pled not guilty today in that racketeering trial uh, in Fulton County. So Trump making things worse for Trump. Obviously, if you plead not guilty, that means you're uh, you're risking maximum sentencing. Mm-hmm. In those cases, usually a guilty plea yeah. means that you can kind of negotiate and get a far reduced sentence and wiggle out in a sense. But uh, pleading not guilty. I mean, that was the first thing I thought of. And there's probably other dimensions to this because I'm not a trial lawyer or a prosecutor. But for that, I would I, lay money. Yeah, that yeah. The reason he broke up with that other lawyer right before a trial. Uh, was because the guy was like, you, dude, they've got you. Yeah. Like, you've got to plead. <laughs> right. You need to settle, plead, do whatever you can to keep this from going on TV because this is Georgia federal court or Georgia state court. It will be on television. Yep. Like, it, there will be cameras in the courtroom and they have got you. So while we're talking about legal news, here's Sean Hannity saying that there's no way Hillary Clinton could be president while under indictment or investigation. This is just a, hitting the Wayback Machine to 2016. So think about the magnitude of all of this for a second. Hillary Clinton could be sworn into office while still being under investigation from the FBI, which would then put this country into a major constitutional crisis. Wow. Now, Clinton says Donald Trump, oh, he's not fit to serve in the Oval Office. He but wasn't. she, and she alone, <laughs> has created a situation that could do severe damage to this country and the office of the presidency and prevent this country from solving problems. That means getting Americans back to work, fixing our broken educational system, fixing a broken health care system, fixing porous borders, vetting refugees. Okay, you get the idea. That's Sean Hannity. Here's Jeanine Pirro essentially saying the same thing. This is the most important election of your lifetime. And whether you like Hillary Rodham Clinton or Donald J. Trump doesn't matter. There is only one person you can vote for. We cannot have a country led by a president subject to ongoing criminal investigations, potential indictments, and never-ending hearings. We cannot have a president under that level of scrutiny that inevitably leads to even more questions and more investigations. And irrespective of what happens to her, whether she's indicted or even guilty, it doesn't matter. Her guilt is a moot point. She cannot take the Oval Office. Oh, wow. thank you. Thank you so much, wow. Janine. And thank you, Sean. Thank you, Judge Box of Wine. <laughs> yeah. I really, every time she opens her mouth, I feel like she's my drunk stepmother. She's like, you did not take out the garbage. You did not empty the dishwasher. Your father works very hard keeping a roof over your head. It's like, oh, God. (laughs) That's right. Okay, so meantime, Letitia James is on the verge of winning big against Donald Trump here. So New York Attorney General Letitia James asked a judge on Wednesday for a partial summary judgment against Donald Trump in her $250 million lawsuit against the former president of widespread fraud, citing what she called a mountain of undisputed evidence of false and misleading financial statements. I think she's alleging that he inflated his assets by, what is it, Jody, two $2.5 billion. $2.5 billion. Yeah. And that's like every year for a certain number of years, right? Yeah. Wait, wasn't he saying he was worth 2.9? No, no, no. This is just his properties and stuff. Yeah. 
this is like the the value of yeah. the of Trump organization. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just one thing that he owns. It's yeah, not everything. it's not his personal fortune that has to do with the Trump organization. In a court filing, James said evidence shows that if Trump's net worth were correctly calculated, it would be between 17% and 39% lower than what he claimed each year over the course of a decade, which yep. translates to the enormous sum of $1 billion or more in all but one year. The allegedly false statements included years when Trump was in the White House, according to the filing. Mm -hmm. Of course they were. Uh, James's filing comes two months before the trial is set to begin in the civil suit against the former president. Uh, so there's that good news. More things stacking up. You you want to be dumb? Just like at the jailhouse in Fulton County, he lied about the size of his giant, swollen, useless ass. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yep. yeah. By the way, I too am six uh, three and two hundred and fifteen pounds. By the way, <laughs> well, it says I here. I also have a tail. What <laughs> <laughs> well, also says here, Mr. Trump's lawyers, in their own motion, argued that the entire case should be thrown out relying in large part on a recent appellate court decision that appeared as if it could significantly narrow the scope of the case because of a legal time limit. Mr. Trump had received most of the loans in question too long ago for the matter to be considered by a court, his lawyers argue. I don't think he's going to do very well with that argument. I think that's no. going to get tossed. Oh, yeah, uh, one more thing here on the Trump front. We've got uh, Tiny Trump escaping from his uh, cigar box on a regular basis now. And yesterday, Tiny Trump went out and did 31 internet yeah. videos in five hours. What? This is a real thing. Donald Trump, let's put the Tiny Trump thing aside. Donald Trump posted 31 videos yesterday within five hours on a wide ranging series of topics. <laughs> He's just all over the place. But back to the fantasy of Tiny Trump. Yes, Tiny Trump escaped from his cigar box and did a bunch of videos. And this was the most infuriating and also most hilarious of them all. Tiny Trump talking about how he refused to comply with any sort of uh, vaccine mandates or masking mandates or uh, lockdowns. He will not comply, he says. Here we go. This is Tiny Trump. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Key whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria. So but, okay, the election is coming in, what, 14 months? <laughs> the election is far off, far, far away. So it's not like it's coming up this November. It's coming up a year from This is the guy who's pretty much is like skipping retirement because he knows if he doesn't run for president, he would be in prison right now. Right, right. You know, like, yeah, I mean, his whole thing is like, I mean, it's like, you know what's coming besides, you know, more indictments? Prison and an election. It's yep. just, I, Oh, God. Yes. Every accusation is a confession. Mm -hmm. But it's just every now and then the, just the sheer bald-facedness uh, just makes me want to <laughs> stick my arm down a garbage disposal or something. <laughs> Please don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't ever do that. Yeah, no, you'll regret that. They can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the... So much projection, by the way. I know. So much projection. He's also forgotten to change his talking points every 6,000 miles. <laughs> That's true. Oh, he never does like that. Such a 2020 set of talking points, you know? Like, yeah. the, the drop boxes and the, and the absentee. It's just like, dude, this is... 
He's totally doing his like um, cat skills, like you know, greatest hits. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Twenty twenty four election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. <laughs> These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom. Hear these words. We will not comply. Okay, good luck. Have fun getting COVID. Because it's going to. I don't know why. I'm just imagining him bouncing his little ugly mushroom shaped wiener while he says this. You know, (laughs) like. It's a really, really small, uh, tiny Trump. I actually, you know what? His penis is even smaller in tiny Trump land. Yes, you should have seen. It was so embarrassing. I accidentally popped open that cigar box one day and he was naked in there. He was like, hey! And I said, Did you oh, even my see God. it? Yes, of course I saw it. I saw full no. frontal. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, could you see his penis? Because he's so oh, small. It's actually and so, it's small so small that it violates the laws of space time, and there's a tiny black <laughs> hole there. Teeny, teeny, tiny singularity. I thought it was his Audi belly button, but it was actually just his penis. Yeah, yeah. So gross. It was one of those. I, you know what? It was so embarrassing. You keep I, him in the box because if he runs across the floor again, I am going to stomp on him. This time. <laughs> I hey, don't watch care out! About the mini secret service. You don't want to catch him in a glass and release him out to the wild where he can run free and and eat fine. <laughs> so watch your I'm fingers, gonna, man. Like, cover him in bacon grease and let Ezra at him. <laughs> <laughs> but watch out! He's bitey. He likes to bite. He he's, is bitey. Yes. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times he's bitten me. And I've just been going to feed him his little. Pull out his tiny dentures. You know what? You try to do that. You know, (laughs) first of all, you got to get the tweezers because you got to get, pry his mouth open. Yeah, needle nose. Needle nose is the job. He's the one for that job. You know, maybe if I gave him like a bowl full of peanut butter and he was like eating the peanut butter, I could trick him (laughs) into submitting. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) my God. Oh, look, you've made him mad. He's running on the wheel again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Loves the habit trail tubes. Get, can't get enough of the habit trail tubes. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. <coughs> what? <coughs> Good luck. Um, he locked everything down, if I recall correctly. Yes, of course he did. He did all the lockdowns. He authorized the school closings and all the rest of it. The social distancing. Let's, uh, you know, slow the curve or whatever it was after two weeks and... But you figured out that these people have less of a memory than a fruit fly at this point. I mean, they're in the constant constant urgent resentfulness of now. Yeah. Anything that bad that ever happened to them, even if, like, Donald Trump could have come and, like, cocked up his leg and peed on their trousers like a dog, and they would still be like, fucking Hillary Clinton. You know? (laughs) like Well, many of them believe that Barack Obama was responsible for the poor federal response to Hurricane Katrina. Yes, I mean, they that, do. That's an actual thing. <laughs> that's a thing that Republicans believe. Let's get back to this guy wishing uh, COVID death and illness on all of the red states where he's going to get all of his votes. Smart, smart move. We will not abide by your mask mandates, and we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. They rigged the 2020 election, and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election, even if it means trying to bring back COVID. Wait, 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 hold on, wait. With mask mandates and vaccine mandates, we're trying to bring COVID back? (laughs) Yes, we're bringing back COVID just so we can have mask mandates and school closures. We only had COVID in 2020 to disrupt the election. (laughs) That's right. right. 
Did, I mean, didn't you guys go to that meeting when we all voted to bring back COVID? Totally. Yeah, it was totally a thing. We, I mean, we, we all raised our hands and said, yes, we absolutely, let's bring back COVID. All in favor. Yeah. Because yeah. it was so awesome. Nay. To- there were like three people that went nay, and we're like, whatever, doctors. <laughs> That's right. And more hurricanes, please. More water dumps. Did we vote on water dumps yet? We want well, more what- wildfires, water dumps, et cetera. And uh, what, hurricanes. As far as California. Yes, that's right. I know all you lib labs in Southern California voted to have the hurricane. Oh, we totally did. Because we love having hurricane and earthquakes at the same time. And you know who was responsible for that ultimately? Barack Obama with his weather weapons. He had tiny helicopters and airplanes moving the hurricane all around closer and closer to Los Angeles. God, it's been so long since I've done that voice. I I think I'm I'm out of practice. (laughs) The calluses on your throat have to grow back. (laughs) All right. We got 18 more seconds of Tiny Trump here. Let's listen to the rest of this fucker. We'll fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system (laughs) that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. Come again. But remember, guys, small government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Small government, but, and First Amendment, but, if you, yeah, if you, uh, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget Joe Biden's going to limit us all to two beers a week. Yes. Does anyone want I just, to? I feel like they literally could not find their own asses with a map and a flashlight. You are right. <laughs> Does anyone want to foster Tiny Trump for me? I mean, come on. No. No, he smells weird. I thought ferrets were <laughs> smelled funny. It's, yeah, the mm. cedar chips aren't working. The cedar chips no, are supposed not. to absorb the droppings, you know, and they don't. it doesn't work. Big cedar chip lies to us all. That's what big cedar chip is just in it for the cash, right? It doesn't well, work. Well, I don't think that any of them actually thought that you would be putting them to this use, Bob. I mean, you know, it's mostly right. for like guinea pigs and hamsters and not tiny pink little chewed up wad of gum. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you know who's gotten really good at preparing Tiny Trump's meals is Kimberly. Kimberly makes these little teeny tiny hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Except she makes me feed them to him because she's, oh, she's been Well, bitten. she won't get near him. She yeah. knows better. She's gotten bitten quite a bit from Tiny Trump, yes, mm. feeding him hamburgers. So I got to do that shit. So anyone want to, you know, just sign up on the Patreon page and then send me a DM if you're interested in fostering mm. Tiny Trump. I think someone should, we should take him to the, maybe to a, like a public park and release him back into the wild. Yeah. That's right. Hence putting the glass over him and then a little piece of cardboard under his little feet. Right. And then you catch him and then you release him where there's more food and more fun there's a farm upstate, and we can yes! just release it. We can have him run free. Yes. Chase rabbits. Yeah. Yeah. Get that little, get, a, get one of those sticks with the kerchief, the little sack on the end of the stick yeah. that he can throw over his shoulder and march off into the, into yeah. the wilderness. Oh, my God. There's got to be a tiny Trump rescue organization in Louisiana or something. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Got to take one last break. I've heard the swamps are overrun with them in Florida. <laughs> they were like bought as exotic pets and they got loose in a hurricane or something. And now they're just overbreeding everywhere and displacing all the natural fauna. It's bad. All right. We're having too much fun. One last break and we'll talk about Tucker Carlson right after these words. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Song from Luke LeBlanc. Mm, song called it's, yeah, it's the lead track from his brand new forthcoming album. The song is called A Place. And the album is called From Places. And that'll drop officially on October 27th. So we got a huge advanced copy of this album. Thanks to uh, you guys my yeah. grand unified field theory of voices that like there are like human voices, there's woodwinds and there's reeds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like that, like John Lennon is a reed. Paul McCartney is a woodwind. Do you know what I'm saying here? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Sade woodwind. Yeah. Um, Cindy Lauper reed. You know. So this guy's uh, definitely a reed. This Luke guy's LeBlanc. definitely a reed in the yeah. guy, uh, the most wonderful way. Like yeah. it's like scratchy and it's got yeah. that wonderful texture that like. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, you know his, what? His corduroy jacket has the same Worthers in the pocket as Buzz's. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't get this album yet. You got to wait till October 27. But uh, look for it. Make sure to bookmark uh, Luke LeBlanc's website. I got a link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. And then return to the website or return to wherever you get your digital music and make sure to pick up the brand new Luke LeBlanc album on October 27. Okay. So uh, as soon as I saw this clip today, I was like, oh, yeah, we got to talk about this on the show. Because I got to get, first of all, I got to get David's point of view on all of this. Tucker Carlson. Do do I have to be every gay today? Okay. (laughs) All the gays. You are all the gays. (sighs) That's right. You speak as one. (laughs) I forgot to take my show tune pill this morning. Uh, (laughs) So Tucker Carlson was on the Adam Carolla podcast the other day. 
And oh, talk about that couple of has beens. I yes. mean, Adam Carolla is the guy that Jimmy Kimmel, if you any of you remember, I like do. left in the dust. The at man some point. show. They yeah. had their little like dumb ass like stupid frat boy show that like got them like. And on Adam the map. never grew out of it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Adam Carolla has always looked like to me like he smells like you know like like coffee newsprint and poop. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like he's one of those dudes. Like he like. You know, you like walk into the corporate men's room at nine o'clock in the morning, and like you're like, Ugh. like that's Adam Carolla to me. Yeah. Well, he had this conversation with Tucker Carlson where Tucker Carlson brought up this news story. And at first, I thought, okay, well, he's just making this up on the spot. Tucker Carlson was talking about how there's a thing suggesting that Obama is gay and he smoked crack with this guy. What? It, this, this was a million years ago. Yeah. I was did a thing at the National Press Club and they fucking arrested him afterwards. Right. Well, here's the thing. There's an extra dimension to all of this where there was a story that dropped earlier this month. It was carried by the New York Post, and then it was picked up by a bunch of different sort of right-leaning publications. No one else, of course, but to get a full view of what Tucker Carlson's talking about, let's listen to Tucker Carlson, who, by the way, is slowly turning into Glenn Greenwald. His delivery is, have you heard this, Jody, where his delivery sounds a little like Glenn Greenwald's delivery? You know how he imitates people. He imitated Rachel Maddow for years. Oh, that's right. Well, now, because he's been interviewing Glenn Greenwald a whole lot, he's starting uh -huh. to adopt Glenn Greenwald's manner of speaking. Yep. So that, that's just me getting really too close to my computer screen and, and hearing things that may not be there. But let's listen to Tucker Carlson making shit up about Barack Obama. You know, in 2008, it became really clear that Barack Obama had been having sex with men. And smoking crack. And a guy came forward, Larry Sinclair, and said, I'll sign an affidavit. And he did. I'll take a lie detector. And he did. I smoked crack with Barack Obama and had sex with him. Well, that was obviously true. Okay, so let's stop right there. The, this is the earlier demand. This goes back to the 2008 election and beyond. He's talking about this guy, Larry Sinclair. And yes, you know what? He did take a lie detector test. And Tucker is using weasel words here. Tucker never said that he passed the lie detector test. You know why? Right. Because he just said he took one. He took one. Larry Sinclair failed that lie detector test. Tucker is not only lying, but defaming Barack Obama. And you know what? Obama would probably challenge this. And this is the big headline that we should all repeat in the context of this story. Who the fuck cares if Barack Obama was sexually confused or exploring his sexuality when he was a 21-year-old kid? Yeah. Who the Who cares? What, it doesn't fucking matter, other than the fact that Republicans are going to crap their but cages it never about this. It never happened. And this yeah. is the thing, but I feel like Corolla, I mean, look at Corolla and look at Carlson. Yeah. They both have like 38-inch waists. They probably <laughs> couldn't successfully like fight their way out of a wet paper bag. They're hopelessly, I mean, they look awful. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, Tucker Carlson has not changed or adapted his personal style since prep school in 1988. Yeah. You know, like he's got the same stupid haircut. He, oh wait, you know, he did give up the bow tie. Yes. He finally. Did. Yeah. I think it had, to, which is like the, you know, the young Republican equivalent of the like labrette piercing. But, you know, it's. <laughs> Like, but like, see, guys like that, one of the things that they tell themselves, it's like they think that gay men are born with a certain special, like something like magic that makes us magically more fit and more stylish mm -hmm. and better looking than them. Like, 
Yeah. They believe that all black people can dance. Which I don't know if you've ever seen Marvin Gaye, but the man could not dance a step. <laughs> Fucking sing like a world weary angel, but could not dance. Mary yeah. J. Bl- anyway, but um, so like, th- I think this is what they're telling themselves because Barack Obama still has like a thirty-one inch, you know, thirty-two yeah. inch waist and shoots hoops and looks fantastic, and still like, I mean, if he walked up to you and was like, Bob. I think you have beautiful lips. Oh, you'd be well, like, yeah. you'd be like, okay, I'm taking <laughs> off my clothes now. Oh, they flew off on their own. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I think any person on the planet would be like, if, if Barack Obama hit on them, they'd be like, yes, sir. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, but these two guys have probably not had sex with anyone that they didn't have to pay for, at least through like diamond rings and anniversary gifts and, yeah. you know, like with anyone in their entire adult lives. Yeah. Yeah, well, part so, of the thing, like, too, I mean, just to, to extrapolate from what you were saying, David, part of the thing is on the right among toxic masculinity purveyors and so on, anyone who is smart and intellectual is seen as kind of gay. So gay. That's kind of the stereotype that they like to play with. That, oh, well, yeah, because he knows what he's talking about. The, uh, clearly and he went gay. to school and stuff. Yeah, yeah. People that sound smart. This is like the, the trope about British people being effeminate. Because they right. sound smart, that, therefore they must be effeminate. That's like they, they go hand <sighs> in hand in the minds of these assholes. So that's just the Anyone fun- who thinks British people are automatically smart, may I present to you Exhibit A, Andrew Sullivan. <laughs> the dopiest <laughs> fucking you. queen. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but that, I mean, just a fucking dumbass. Yeah. yeah. Always has been. Always has been misogynist. Anyway. Right. It's Dumas, honey. It's not dumbass. It's Dumas. Dumas. <laughs> Dumas. <laughs> so that's, we just. Am heard- I your man, Mr. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> so that's the first part. That's the Larry Sinclair thing that goes back years and years and years to 2008-ish. And obviously Tucker was lying or being weaselly about the lie detector test. Nobody reported it. Not because they were squeamish about... Nobody reported it. Yeah, nobody reported it. I'm an alpha male. (laughs) Yes, because it was nothing. It was propaganda. It was disinformation. He failed the fucking lie detector test. You think the Washington Post is going to publish that shit? No, because they've got integrity. Campaign said, anyone who reports on this gets no access to the Obama campaign. And so they didn't report on it. So that happens. That's just one small example. But that happens all the time with lots of different issues. Now, do you, do you believe that transpired or do you believe the guy the is, is legitimate or both? That's Adam Carolla right there. Ooh, yeah. Talk about a Wow, when did mine. he start sounding, God damn, when did he start sounding like that? <laughs> I, you know what? He's always been a knockoff of uh, Dennis Miller. So, Ew. No. Oh, the Larry Sinclair story? Oh, that definitely happened. No, oh, for didn't. sure. I mean, I've talked to Larry Sinclair about it. and Oh, oh well, in that case... Never I mean, mind. They like a couple of old fags at brunch. I mean, oh, the Larry Sinclair thing, oh, that definitely happened, girl. Uh, I totally yeah, I talked mean, to him. I, he said, I know Larry, and let me tell you, he's, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but these are the people who are holding, I mean, it's not, I mean, being feminine is fine, boys. Yeah, yeah. You know, as long as, you, but you're like, it's the one, people who are freaking out about gender. Yeah. And yet both of you are about as masculine as a fucking powder puff. You know, it's just <laughs> definitely it happened. I mean, if you, Larry Sinclair's been in and out of prison uh, during one period. I mean, well, that know. makes him an, a really reliable source then. So Absolutely. good. Good for you, Tucker. Right. And totally not mentally ill. <laughs> 40 years ago, he was in and out of prison. He's got a criminal record by definition. He's 
you know, poor. Uh, he's got a disordered he's life. He's poor. Like he's not. Yeah, he's poor. He's one of the oh poor. my god! He's like totally poor, grody, like missing a tooth. I mean, so it's totally credible. <laughs> you know, an Atlantic fellow. Um, he's not going to the Aspen Ideas Festival. I think he has a record of deception. What? Obviously, he does. But this story. So, so he's admitting that he's got a record of deception. He's just saying the source that he just claimed was accurate has a record of deception. By the what way, the I audio said, isn't conveying is the blood dripping out of Tucker's ears <laughs> as he's like calmly asserting this complete contradiction. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. do it in detail is clearly true. I mean, there's just I mean, I'm going to do an interview with him. and You can hear it. And again, it's not going to change the world that Barack Obama likes dudes. I think this was well known. Barack Obama said so himself in a letter to his girlfriend. And by the way, that's kind of Barack Obama's business. I'm not attacking him for for liking dudes. I'm okay, just- now see again. Oh, this yeah, is where the blood asshole. starts to like his eye begins to fill with blood at this point. <laughs> and at some point, he's just gonna cock his head at Adam Carolla and be like, "A talking kitty." <laughs> Ooh. And then just pitch forward under the table. Okay, so yeah. what is this about? Telling his girlfriend that he's gay. Uh, this all is the- all just like garbage, stupid right-wing shit that yeah. like got coughed well, up by, you See, know. Well, if, if President Obama were going to sue him, it wouldn't be about him accusing him of being gay. It mm. would be about him accusing him of smoking crack. Yeah, that would be it. But, I mean, there's the, there is this story that dropped in the New York Post on the 12th of August this month. And the New York Post said that uh, Obama wrote a love letter when he was 21 years old to his girlfriend, Alex McNear. And in this love letter, I'm going to quote the article in the New York Post only for the the sake of... the New York Post. Yes, of course, it is the New York Post. But this was actually in a book. It said here, and in quotes, in regard to homosexuality, I must say that I believe this is an attempt to remove oneself from the present a refusal, perhaps, to perpetuate the endless farce of earthly life. These are Obama's words, allegedly. Uh-huh. You see, I make love to men daily, but in the imagination. And again, Barack Obama was 21 years old, and this is a love letter to his girlfriend in November of 1982. So he had dreams. I mean, every straight person has gay dreams, and every gay person has of, straight dreams. It's just course. a thing. Of course. So now there are two mitigating factors in all of this. The first one being, as I said at the top of this segment, who the fuck cares? Because if Tucker Carlson has never had some sort of gay fantasy or if it's never even occurred to Tucker Carlson, he's fucking lying about it. So the other thing is the book, it's called uh, Rising Star by this author, David Garrow. That book didn't come out this month. It didn't come out when this New York Post article dropped on the 12th of August, 2023, and then was picked up by other right-wing circles. This book came out in 2017. And they're only now, six years later, they're only now getting to this passage in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex. Now a warning? They read very slowly. That's true. (laughs) They They have to phonetically look at the words and... Say it all out loud and sound, and then their friend has to help. Yes, the word is the. Yes. Good. No, I mean, just just to go back on, I'm sorry, just to go back on, um, you know, gay folks having straight dreams, yada, yada. A friend of mine in college who (laughs) still is, he's happily married now for 30 something years. I mean, he didn't get married, but you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. Um, He came to me in college and he said, Jody, I'm, I'm, 
a little confused. And I said, what is it? And he said, I had a wet dream about you. And I went, oh, you're still gay. <laughs> he, said, he literally went, oh. I went, oh, honey, that you're still so gay. sweet, though. I was like, like, honey, you're still gay. Don't worry. <laughs> it just happens. Don't yeah. worry about it. It happens to everybody. He goes, are you sure? I said, honey, you're still gay. Yeah, yeah. I think that some of the things we've discovered in recent years is that sexuality is far more fluid than Absolutely the categories indicate, right? Yeah. yeah, I got your fluid right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so the other thing about this book, Rising Star by David Garrow, he didn't actually see the quote himself in the love letter because it's at, uh, I think the letters are at Emory University in their collection there and their archives. Okay. So Garrow sent a secretly f- hidden away yeah. in the public in archives the public, yeah. of the right. <laughs> Yes, that, and that's just it. It's been in this book for six years, but as a point of possible mitigation for its accuracy, Garrow doesn't have a photocopied version of that letter. He doesn't have actual physical evidence of the text, other than handwritten notes taken by a friend of his and then handed to him. So he's getting it, let's see, how many hops? Third hand? Yeah, third hand. No other sources, by the way, have corroborated the existence of that passage in the letter. Now, it's entirely possible that that letter exists and that passage is in it. But we have to bear in mind that not only has this book been out for six years, but Garrow, the author of this book, didn't actually see the letter himself. He only saw notes written in pencil from his friend who went in and saw it because you're not allowed to take photographs. This sounds like one of those things. This could be totally like Barack Obama quoting someone. Yes. You know, or putting himself in the mind of someone else, like pitching a hypothetical. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. I can't remember. Didn't they do that to him when he was like quoting? uh, I don't even remember what it was. Oh, they do that all the time. They do that yeah. all the time to Obama. They chop out the actually, he's like, and then Mitch McConnell said, and then they just, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Here's the thing. Those love letters, if you read some of them, and I did a, obviously in preparation for this segment, I did a deep dive into this story. And the letters, the, some of the love letters are so incredibly erudite. I mean, he's, he's quoting Yeats, and I mean, he's like all over the place as far as uh, references to literature and so on. I mean, it's an incredible thing, and and not that surprising because, of course, Barack Obama is a very smart guy, and he's very well-educated. So I I wish I had some of the passages here, but if you go and do a Google search and read some of his love letters. Kind of makes me respect him more if he has considered, like, I don't know, it's just like, I can't imagine getting to be 21 years old and never having even considered, could there be a gay me or could there be a straight, you know, like, could I be different than who I am? Right. Like, and what would that be like? And is that an option? And, you know, because, but see, this is the problem with that whole, like, boomer, like, straight white Christian is normal this, yeah, you know the like ba- that's it's like no, you're just the most basic, <laughs> right? Like the most common. I'm like you know, it just doesn't mean like you know, it's like straight people aren't normal; they're just extremely common. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I wish I had some of these uh, quotes in front of me here so I could read some to you. Suffice to say, they're incredibly well written. If they're super steamy, I may have to spend the afternoon in my bunk instead of taking the cat to the vet. So I don't want to know any more about Barack Obama's potential same-sex fantasies because that's a little too... (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you might want to uh, bring a thesaurus with you. (laughs) 
yeah. you might want to have Google handy. Or your English lit degree. Yeah. That's what yeah. the T and T Rex stands for. You know that, right? That was the original nickname, Thesaurus Rex. Oh, really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought it was really? just like your manner. Gonna, if you got something no. to say, you're just going to stomp right in and say it, right? That was one of my old bands. Uh, like Our first EP was called Thesaurus Rex because that was actually my nickname in debate in college. Because, oh, my God. Yeah. You know what? And the, you know what's weird about this? I don't think we've ever had this conversation about we your haven't. nickname. Yeah. We've really? never talked about T-Rex uh, as your nickname, yeah. Because, I mean, I remember I, I, there was a period of time where I didn't know you as David Ferguson. I just knew you as T-Rex at that right. website, which will go nameless at this point. The website, the website that, was shall be not me. Yeah. Disappointed this all so bitterly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, I remember that, too. I remember that, too. So many people got screwed by that website, <laughs> which oh, we will oh, I, name. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wonder whatever happened to the person who founded that website. Because she was a big deal back in the day, back in Blogosphere 1.0. And not not anymore. You don't ever hear from her. I'm not really supposed to talk about that person. <laughs> okay. All right, I will agreement. make it. My lawyers are going to you know, come storming into the room any second and be like, shut up. Yeah, so. All right, more to come on the Shadow Docket. David, can you stick around for the, just, we're going to do a, an abbreviated Shadow Docket, or do you got to bail? What time is it? Time it's is it? uh, 2.40. Oh, yeah. No, the vet's office is only about 15 minutes away. So okay. I can stick around until about 10 after. All right. We'll make it a, uh, well, I mean, we don't necessarily have to make it a quick. It'll be a little well, bit Everyone's going to be asking you now. Unless, are you going to edit this out? Because people are going to be like, why is David going to the vet? Well, yeah. Well, it's just, your, your kitty cat is sick. And so you know, well. got a vet. Yeah. Yeah. Having a recurring oral thing that we thought had gone away, but it seems uh, to be abscessing now. Which uh, is Sorry. Well, uh, more to come on the Shadow Docket, patreon.com slash Show. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye.